Hi, hola, and hello, and welcome to My Kids Think I'm Cool But Podcast, hosted by me, yours truly, Jackie. I'm an American Filipino mom living in Denmark, trying to balance culture, raise international kids, and learn the language all while trying not to lose my shit. When I'm not parenting, I'm a working mom, aspiring entrepreneur, and a podcaster by night. So get ready for an exciting season two of My Kids Think I'm Cool podcast. This season, I will focus on international parents doing their thing from changing careers, starting a business, all while trying to adapt to a new country. So grab a coffee or wine and listen, laugh, and enjoy. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to My Kids Think I'm Cool But podcast. For today's episode, I'm actually interviewing someone that does face painting here in Denmark. And I think it's really interesting because it's so out of the blue and so creative and so different kind of business that someone is starting here in Denmark. And I'm really happy I came across her profile. I feel like I find all my guests on Facebook, but that's, you know, we're here. I'm part of uh, different international groups. So this is how I find these amazing women. And she actually posted on an international group about her business. And if anyone wants to hire a face painter for parties or events or anything like that. And I found it really interesting because it's something that I know exists in the U.S., like a face painting business, but not here in Denmark. It's more when you think about face painting, it's more, you know, if you go into a theme park, you don't really see it out at a, a birthday party or anything like that. Or if it is at a birthday party, it's more like a mom or someone doing it on the side and it's not something like serious. And she does really good art. So I'm really happy that she agreed to be on my podcast. Her name is uh, Victoria and she is from Austria and she's been living here in Denmark for the last uh, 10 years. Her husband is Dane and she has two kids. So yeah. And I thought she'd be perfect for this podcast because she started a, a job here. She started a business here, not a job, but she started a business here and she's doing that plus working and plus, you know, raising her kids. And I think it's super interesting. So I'm really happy that she agreed to be on the podcast. And I hope you guys find her story, her journey, her experience here in Denmark on starting a business, living here. And all, all that will be interesting. So here we go. Here is my interview with Victoria. Hope you guys enjoy. Hi, Victoria. Thank you so much for being my Kids Think of Cool But podcast. I'm really happy that you took time out of your day to actually be here because I know you have two kids and working and also have your business that you're trying to do. So thank you so much for being on my podcast. Before we get started, can you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and how you ended up here in Denmark? Yeah. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I've never been part of a podcast before. So yeah, I feel very special. <laughs> yeah, my name is Victoria. Um, I'm from Austria. I'm an educated primary school teacher. Um, the plan was never to move to Denmark. But yeah, that's how life goes. Because I, I met my husband. I studied abroad here in Denmark, in Copenhagen, uh, nearly 10 years ago, where I met my husband. Like back then, it was my boyfriend, like really quick. And yeah, and then I just came back to Denmark. Yeah, and stayed. <laughs> I feel like that's everyone's story. They met a day and stayed. 
really. It was also my story, so I can relate. But I didn't meet him here. I met him back in the U.S. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, that's nice. Since this is a bit of a, a parenting what, podcast, and I really want to focus on what you're doing here in Denmark, but it is, I do talk about a little bit about parenting here compared to how it is back in our home country. How do you find in your experience here as a parent compared to Austria? Yeah, so like I've had my kids here, like my kids were born here yeah. and, you know, like they grew up here. So, you know, I've never really, I don't actually know how it is like being a child in or being a parent in Austria but like I think being a parent here overall it's great and raising children here is great I would have wished that rules for staying at home with your child like those maternity leave rules would have been yeah how should I say that like better because I think you can only stay home until I, don't, I can't remember exactly like maybe nine or ten months like paid and then most kids start in like nursery or something and in an Austria this period of time where you can stay at home with your child and like still have a job to come back to and actually also still get money is a lot longer so that's something yeah i would wish would be different how long is it in austria it's like different but it can actually be like up to two years oh wow i thought one year was a lot <laughs> yeah but like so i mean it's it's very different but like yeah that was like i don't know yeah i think that's a bit sad like personal for me but like that's also something that was like important for me like especially with the second child that I would like want to be yeah at home with him for longer because they just grow up too fast and you know then yeah everything else is happening but yeah so I just want to enjoy cherish the last one yeah really <laughs> just yeah exactly especially when you're not planning to have another one it's like that's your last one that's yeah. gonna be a baby forever really he's just my forever baby he'll he's He's never growing up. <laughs> yeah, that's why I also tell my son that. I was like, you're never growing up. Yeah, definitely. You're my, always my baby. This is like my favorite question because everyone has such different culture shocks. What was your biggest culture shock when you moved to Denmark? I think the biggest one was by far how Danes are obsessed about the Danish flag. It's like everywhere, like birthdays, just some holidays like even for for christmas they put up small danish flags like sometimes around the around the christmas tree and and yeah that's just not something i'm used to in austria you basically never see the flag the austrian flag and then here it's just everywhere like you put it on a birthday cake it's just yeah it's a lot <laughs> or like yeah it, yeah it is it is a lot it's like there every celebration is the danish flag i remember going to the airport my mother-in-law picking me up at the airport and they had danish flags or something like that it's like oh oh yeah you're right definitely yeah true. like everything is about danish flag and i i think it's pretty neat but also you know did you do it when you had uh, your kids first birthday second birthday did you put the danish flags around yeah and now like i'm even that far where i'm Putting both the Danish flag on the table and then also the Austrian <laughs> flag, so they have like both. <laughs> so yeah, I, I guess I've lived here for a long time. You're like, oh, I'll just you know put the Austrian flag too. <laughs> yeah, like you know what? Like it's kind of. I mean, in start I thought it was kind of a bit much, but like now it's also like kind of nice, like having some traditions. I feel like the Danes are like very much they have like many traditions for many holidays and like also sometimes connected with food, you know, like the lounge, you eat the lounge for and then it's like all these different things and then for, for birthdays you have a cake and like there's just so many traditions and I don't know, I think it's kind of like nice. Like, you know Yeah, I also think it's so nice because it's so structured. So you 
you already know what to do. Uh, I feel like in the U.S., because I come from the U.S., it's just like it's a theme party. So it's like Disney yeah. uh, princess theme party. Now it's a zoo theme party. And I feel like it's like so exhausting to think of a new theme every year. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Is it like yeah. that in Austria? Or is it? No, I don't really think so. Like when I was a child, we would just have like normal birthday parties. And then I could just choose whichever cake I wanted. So that was like very chill, you know, laid back. Like not really a lot of fuss. Like it was still cozy and we had lots of fun. But it wasn't like really that big of a, like, you know, the big of a thing in a way. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What did you do before you uh, moved to Denmark? So uh, before I moved to Denmark, I was studying. I was studying to become a primary school teacher. I was actually in the middle of studying. And when then I went to Denmark to study here for a semester. And yeah, then I finished my education, became a teacher, and then I moved here actually. So yeah, I've never really had a full-time job in Austria. It's just here where I started my career. Yeah, so... My next question wouldn't uh, agree with you. What what did you do? What job did you do when you were in Austria? But did you find it easy to adapt to the work culture here, uh, to find a job here? So like, as soon as I came to Denmark, like uh, when I came here and I knew I wanted to stay for probably a long amount of time, I knew I needed to learn Danish because otherwise there was no way for me to get a job. I don't know. I just had this idea in my head. So that's why I learned Danish. I don't know, in the start, I did actually find it hard to get a job because I didn't really have much work experience yet. I've just been a teacher for yeah nearly a year and I tried to get a job at a Danish Volkeskole uh, teaching and I just never heard back from people. I sent so many applications and it just never worked. So that was actually really depressing. But yeah, but then I got a job at the at an international school. So yeah, that just worked out perfectly fine. I feel like a lot of the internationals that, that are teachers that move to Denmark always end up in the international school because it's just easier for them to, because the language is English in there. Yeah, definitely. And it's easier for them to, oh, it's hard to get a position in there, but it's easier for them to get a job yeah. in an international school versus a, a normal public school in Denmark, unless you're teaching English. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I can imagine. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. True. But I'm actually also happy I ended up at an international school. Now I know all workplaces in all schools are different, but I just felt like that at the Danish public school where I was working, all the other teachers working there were just Danish. So they were just talking Danish together. They had all those shared interests and hobbies and they were just like kind of like this group where I felt a bit like left out. Whereas in the international school, we were all like from different countries. So, you know, it was just very open, friendly community, I feel like. So that was a great place to work at. What was your biggest obstacle integrating in Denmark? I think you just mentioned it. Uh, was it language, <laughs> friends, weather? I couldn't really say weather because you're coming from Austria. I come from Los Angeles. Weather was very difficult for me. Oh, I could imagine. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so I can't really say weather. So what was like the biggest obstacle for you? I think actually like finding friends or like finding people to be social with with now I had in Austria actually quite many friends like also close friends so then coming to a new country knowing nobody you know it was it was a lot and I, like I still feel like it's hard also being an adult trying to meet new people is like where do you do that like so yeah I feel that was a bit hard yeah isn't it funny when you move here it's like where do you find friends yeah it's like how do you do that I found my friends in Danish school but probably ah uh, yeah met some people in Danish school and then the Facebook groups I never knew about groups until I moved to Denmark how 
to utilize a Facebook group or they even existed as Facebook groups. And I felt like sometimes I'm like, who wants to get a drink tonight? <laughs> like it was like, ah, oh, that's cozy though. Yeah, but that's a great idea. Find a friend <laughs> moment. <laughs> no, but I didn't really find my friends till I became a mom. Oh yeah, you're right. True. Yeah. Is that for you too? Yeah, it helps a lot having, you know, children and you're able to talk about the children and then the kids can play together and the parents can you know hang out together have a coffee together talk about parenthood <laughs> yeah that's when i started actually creating actual bonds with people not just like find someone to hang out with is when i became a mom and i was like oh okay but also you know i feel like i, I made i met friends that were also international moms so we kind of knew what we we're all going you know, going against and what we're going through with the different cultures going on and yeah, raising the kids and, you know, it's like, what? They eat uh, ruble at five months oh, yeah. old? Oh, yeah, you're right. Oh, my God. He <laughs> <laughs> was just like, he doesn't have teeth. You want to give him bread? It's like, yeah, yeah it's good for the dog. Yeah, like, you're right. So we can all just laugh about it yeah. because we just find that strange. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Also, the thing with them sleeping in the prams or them just having fun on, you know, like those huge prams that are like up to, I don't know, a meter long where children can sleep in. Like, I, I remember I, I bought one of those and I was also very happy with it. And then first time I showed it to mom, she was like, what are you doing with this huge pram? It's like, I've never seen just such a thing before. Like, why on earth would a child baby want to sleep in that? And she just couldn't see the meaning with it. Whereas after she's seen how well my kids actually slept in it, she was like, Oh my god, this is brilliant. Why doesn't everybody have such a big pram? So, uh, yeah, it's funny. It's like a moving crib. Yeah, it is. My both kids loved it. They yeah. like, lived in it. Yeah, definitely. Also, they slept outside, so that's also strange. But my kids loved it. Yeah. It was huge, but I loved it because they sleep outside and I can clean inside definitely. and make as much noise as I want. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> that's brilliant. Before we start talking about, you know, your business and what you're trying to do here in Denmark, which I, I find very fascinating, but haven't even really mentioned it. Can you tell the audience what you do so they know what you what you do here in Denmark or what you're trying to accomplish? Sure. So I'm a professional face painter. I do all things connected with face painting so like face painting kids at like birthday parties or like yeah bigger events but also doing like glitter tattoos um, and doing festival glitter on adults also doing for example belly painting on pregnant women and yeah and now also have a web shop where you can buy all things glitter so like for example glitter tattoos and now i'm also just getting actually quality face paint so that's accessible to everyone that's so cool. How did you come up with this? Well, I know face painting has always been a thing. It's like you go to a theme park. Yeah. But when did you start saying like, you know what, I want to make this like a business for myself here in Denmark? Yeah, it's actually a super fun story because it was just completely random. I've never, yeah, I knew, I mean, face painting existed, but it was like never anything for me until in 2018, I was a teacher and we went on a on a trip with students and it was like an event it was like a fair kind of thing and there was a different face painter there was a face painter there who was offering face painting to children and there was one of my students actually who who got her face painted like just a tiny thing and then she came back the student to me and said hey i just got a face painting i was like what where and she pointed me into direction and i went over there and i looked at the other face paint and i was just like wow like that's impressive there were so many children standing around her and she was just yeah 
you know, doing her magic on the kids' faces and was just blown away. So uh, the same afternoon when I came home, I was like, oh my God, I got to learn this. Like I've always been creative and always loved, you know, doing artsy things. So I went home, bought my first face painting kit, kit with only, yeah, what was it? 12 colors, two sponges, like only the very basics. And I had yeah, so much fun, you know, watching YouTube videos, going online, trying to learn everything I could about face painting and just having so much fun with it. Yeah, it was amazing. I just couldn't stop learning more about face painting. It was like, yeah, an obsession. <laughs> you became obsessed. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh my god. And it's funny because I've previously actually gotten like, like been obsessed with like different hobbies. Like I've been into knitting and I've been into I don't know, that's all kinds of things. But I was just so fast get bored. I was like, oh, okay, I can't. I'm not bothered anymore. Like I can't do it anymore. But like with, with face painting, it's just like, I don't know, this endless love or I don't know how to say I'm just I really love it I really enjoy it like there's not one part of it I don't like so it's really my dream job yeah I couldn't think of anything better to do and are you doing it uh, full-time now or part-time or uh, what's your focus doing it now in Denmark so it's like still in the startup phase I haven't actually had like a business with it for that long only like yeah one or two years so I'm doing it part-time and then I have part-time a job as a substitute teacher at the local public school here where I live. So that's a good combination for me. And then, yeah, I hope that in the future I can just have that, my colorful world, <laughs> dream world, yeah. It's funny, it's because when I think about face painting here in Denmark, it's just something you go to a theme park or, yeah, you go to a theme park or like a, a festival, but I don't really see people, you know, doing it at parties and stuff. And it should be because... Like when I saw your post on Facebook, I was like, oh, my daughter would so love that. And, you know, I throw her birthday parties and the kids would love it. And I think it's just a, it will grow once people know that it's an option to have. Yeah, I think so, too. And like, yeah, I, I do actually have quite many of my customers are are international. So I think they are kind of like, you know, coming from the USA or something. So they're kind of like used to it being more of a thing where there are not so many Danish people. But I mean, there are. A few who are aware of it and who also hire me for like baptisms. So yeah. It could be for any occasions, but I think right now no one thinks of it. It's like, oh, I should have a face painter here because no kids would love it. Yeah. But if that was becoming normal, like, and because it's not offered, like it's not like anyone's offering it. I've never seen anyone offer face painting until I saw your post. I was like, that is so creative. <laughs> I was like, and you got so many people like responding to it and because it's so different it's so like different here in Denmark you don't hear people face painting it's something that you just do when you go in a theme park yeah you're right it's so funny because when I'm like out like at a at a job um and doing face painting and then sometimes people ask me so like can I book you for like a, a birthday party or something and I'm like of course like you know but people are just not aware of it that it's actually an option that I'm not just you know standing at different shopping centers or in different yeah I don't know, for different public events doing face painting, but that, you know, private people can also book me. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, I think it's just a, a cultural thing. It's like something we don't think. I think, yeah. I think like Dane, but Dane's think about is, um, yeah, I'm going to have a face painter. It's more of like. Yeah, I think you're right. The, the gay man they, th they think about in the coffee time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. How did you start uh, this business? Did you just do it like, did you start like part time doing birthday parties or at the school? Uh, how did you just like start slowly? So like I did it in baby steps. 
So like I did it all in like really baby steps, very small steps, because I felt like going all in being, how do you call it, self-standing in English, like being self-employed or? Yeah, self-employed, yeah. Yeah, entrepreneur, startup, self-employed. Exactly, like, yeah, it just seemed like I couldn't do it. So I was doing it very slowly. So yeah, it just started as a hobby and I was really learning, practicing, practicing, practicing. And then, you know, very slowly I started maybe having a few bookings in the weekends, private bookings. And then I was like, oh, I like this. Like I can actually earn money on this. I can actually, you know, earn money on really living out my dream and like having fun. So that's when I then like, yeah, went more professional and got a CVR number. So like I registered my business. And um, but it was still all very very few bookings, and I still had my full time job as a teacher. And then I got pregnant with my second child, and I went on maternity leave. And I was like thinking, okay, now I have time. Like I have a baby, I'm at home all the time. I can really focus on my business and push it and see where it's going. So I did that, and at the same time, I also signed up at a professional face painting course at a from a very very skilled uh, face painter to learn really everything there is to know about face painting. So yeah, and like. Yeah, my maternity leave was like going on and I was doing that and I could see the end of my maternity leave coming close and I was thinking, I didn't feel too good about it. I was thinking, oh no, like what to do? You know, I had a obviously a dream of like quitting my job and just doing this, but I was like, no, I can't do it. You know, like my secure job, I can't say no to that. Not if I'm still in the startup and not if Corona is going on because it was just when Corona had, you know, hit Denmark and the world. But then, yeah, yeah. Things went and I talked with my husband. We were talking about, okay, what do we do? And can I take this chance? Like, how does it look? And we were saying, yeah, I, I just got to try that. Give it some time. Give it a year. See where it's leading. Like, do people actually book me? Can I actually make some money on it? And yeah, so that's what I did. The year had passed. Even though there was corona, I still felt like it was actually going pretty okay. And yeah, so that just has been going. And also, it was a really great opportunity because I... It meant that I could have my son at home for a long amount of time. So he only started in daycare when he was nearly two years old. So the whole time okay. he was at home with me and I could like, you know, when he was like nap or something, I could like, yeah, call potential clients and ask them if they would want to book me or work on my social media or yeah, do all things related to business. So there was a really good combination for me, actually. How did you find clients? <sighs> Like, I'm not sure if I did it the correct way because I, I felt actually it was very time-consuming, but I did it the old-fashioned way because all of this social media and Google and I don't know what all of this is called. I'm like not the, a very techie person, so I just like it the old-fashioned. So I just called people, introduced myself, asked them if they could be interested in hiring a face painter and if I'm allowed to send them some more information about myself per email. And that's actually how I got most of my first clients. Well, that's what you, I feel like that's what you have to do. You kind of just have to like hit the ground running because people are not going to come to you. So you are doing it right. You're doing it right in your own way. Yeah, (laughs) it was just like slow, you know, like finding people who you could potentially call and then people are maybe not picking up and then sending an email and then people not getting back and then you needing to contact them again. So, you know, it is kind of like, yeah, it's it's a bit slow, but I mean, I feel like it worked out for me because I've really found some customers that were some clients that way who are now just returning and coming back to me and who I 
yeah work together with on a more or less regular basis so that's just amazing both for them and for me to have that yeah yeah that thing I don't know that the business yeah well you're getting referrals you're getting your name out because by doing that they'll think of oh I have a a person uh, that can do face painting that could be another activity for this uh, event definitely that's a big yeah help for me that people refer each other and yeah also now yeah there's this event once a year in Billen, and it's for that Halloween uh, festival. When I started, I did it, but just for just for fun. And then I think the years after, was it canceled? They only did it last year, but for the last yeah. two years, it was canceled because of Corona. Oh, really? But I went to it last year at the Billen Library. Yeah, but they said this year was kind of not so many people, but the last two years, it was really packed. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure this year, because Halloween's actually getting bigger and bigger in Denmark. Yeah, you're right. I don't know if you've noticed. Yeah, it is. Yeah, definitely. And I'm very happy because coming from US, Halloween's such a big deal. And I was so upset when I came here nine years ago and it was like non-existing. I'm like, what is this? (laughs) This is not not fun. (laughs) Yeah, what is this? And so I make it a big deal with my kids, Halloween, like I do a Halloween party for their friends and stuff like that. I make it a big deal because it's a big deal to me, even yeah. though it's, you know, eating candy all day. But I just think it's such a fun little festival that you can have yeah. with your kids and everyone. I know they have Festlown, but Halloween's different because yeah. it's just scary. Yeah, you're right. So definitely Halloween would be a big, big time probably for you to get booked up. It is, yeah. It's funny because like there are some high times and some low times, and you know Halloween and Festilaun, and actually also the summer holiday July are just very busy times for me. And then there are times where there's just not so much happening. But I mean, it's also nice having a combination, so it's not just busy, busy, busy all year. <laughs> so yeah. How did you find the courage? You know, you live abroad, you speak a different language, cultural is different. Like, how did you find the courage just to say, you know what? effort i'm going to try to do this business uh and just see where it goes i mean to be fair i didn't have the courage because yeah i mean being being an entrepreneur was always just such a big thing i like had this wow great idea of how it would be to become one so i just never dared that this would ever be me like you know i'm just not that personal but yeah when it was a maternity leave and i've been yeah not coming to my work for like obviously it's a month because I was at home with my baby it was like kind of like easier seeing it a bit further away and I was just thinking well it's now or never because once I'm back at my work and you know working every day from I don't know eight to four and then picking up children and you know I'm like back into the old rhythm like I won't just step back and be like hey you know what I need a a change I want to do something differently so I feel like that was just perfect timing for me to actually you know step back and think about okay what do I actually want to do with my life what do I want to have as a job? How do I want to structure my everyday life? Yeah. Also, I had one question because I'm also in sales so for my normal job. Oh, yeah. For your first phone call, how nervous were you? Incredibly nervous. Like, <laughs> yeah, insane. Yeah. Then how did you do the call then? Like, what were your... You know what? <laughs> I actually wrote down, I was like, okay, what will I say? So I wrote down a little post-it note. So, okay, I'm going to say hi. And then my name is... And what I can offer them. And I just like wrote down little notes. So I would then be able to know what I'm saying. Yeah. But yeah. I mean the first few calls weren't that great. And it was. Yeah. 
not going so well, but I mean, yeah. You just need to get, get used to it, right? You're probably sweating. <laughs> yeah, it was like, oh my God, like, <laughs> whew, this is tough. <laughs> but now it just comes naturally. It's like getting over that first call or second or third call. Then it just, it's yeah. kind of like easier, right? Just to it start is. doing the calls Definitely. and everything. But I, I'm in sales, so I know when it's just that first call, you're just like, whew. can I do this like what do I talk I have like a notebook full of stuff too so I also have I write ah really yeah so you're not the only one I have things that I'm like okay put it down I'm like hey this is what I'm gonna say and yeah and sometimes I just blank out and just (laughs) say whatever comes in my head (laughs) yeah but that's how it goes you know sometimes you just gotta go with the flow and see also what the other person's saying and how they're responding if they're interested if they're not they hang up on you. Who's this? Listening? Oh, no. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> Soliciting me. <laughs> oh, no. But I feel like most people, at least the ones I've talked to, are actually in general very friendly. Like, even though they're not interested, maybe, then they're still like, you know, saying that the budget is not really that high or they're not really interested because of other reasons or whatever. Yeah. So that's at least nice, I feel like. This goes to my next question. When you call and also talk to the client, do you do it in Danish? And how comfortable are you in your Danish now, especially, you know, coming from a different country? Yeah, I, I speak Danish all the time when I talk to more customers, actually, and clients. And I'm pretty comfortable doing so. I've now spoken Danish for yeah eight or nine years. And I'm also speaking Danish with my husband because he's Danish. So I'm pretty comfortable with it. Like, I do know I make my mistakes, but that's just how it's always going to be. And, you know, I can't change it because Danish is not my mother tongue. And neither is English. And that's okay. That's just how it is. Yeah. And people can understand me. I can communicate with people. So that's the most important thing for me. And then if I don't know a word for something specifically, then okay, then I got to find another way how to yeah phrase myself. But in general, I think it's actually fine. And people then always ask, so I can hear where are you coming from? And then I'm like saying, yeah, from Austria. And, you know, people are very nice about it and friendly about it. And actually just curious to hear more about me, where I'm from. And yeah, also sometimes how I ended up in Denmark. So that's actually really nice. And also the kids, I once uh, yeah, had a talk with a child and then they asked me where I'm from. And then I said, well, I'm from Austria. And then the child actually asked me if I'm driving back and forth every day. I was like, no, I like live here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With kids, like, you know, kids are just like, yeah, they just say what they think and they're just like really sweet and innocent, actually. So, yeah, we sometimes have funny conversations. Yeah. It's really funny talking with kids because they just say what comes out of their head. It's just like, at least you speak Danish. I My Danish is very broken. And so they're like, what say I do? And also with my daughter. <laughs> but did, uh, what did your mom say? <laughs> oh, no. like, oh, man. Yeah. My uh, my Danish is, is not there, even though I've been living here for so long. But when I moved here, my job is strictly English. So that's why uh, I haven't okay. really... Yeah. yeah. I understand Danish. I can speak Danish, but not like comfortable. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's why it was a, a lot of entrepreneurs that's, you know, international here, that that's, it stops them from doing anything because of the language. So for you, it came very easily. So that, And I think you're accepted a bit more because you're doing it in Danish and they know you're from another country. So it's like a little bit more respect 
also. That's probably right. Do you feel that way that they they're just like, oh man, this is amazing. I think so. Like I've never really had any like you know business client or even private clients have. I don't know, say anything about it or have any problem with it. They've just always been very normal about it. But I also feel like that there are now so many internationals living in Denmark and you can't really, yeah, yeah. I mean, as soon as you go to Billund or Weile or really any place that's a bit bigger, you'll just meet people from different countries, from different cultures, speaking different languages. And I actually feel like Danes in general are pretty, I don't know, accommodating about it. I really think so. Yeah, I feel like. Yeah, I I feel like here it's it's so international now. Like I remember ten years ago, it wasn't like this diverse. Ah, uh, yeah. Because I, I lived here for almost nine years now, and I I just realized I'm like, wow, I'm just like this is so different. Also, the food variety, like it was very bland when I first uh, moved here. I lost a lot of weight when I first moved to Denmark. <laughs> oh no! But then I discovered the cakes, so it kind of like. Oh, oh yeah. Oh no. Oh yeah. You're so right. Oh my God. The cakes. How could I forget about that? It's so funny because living here, you just completely forget about like the first, or I at least, you know, forget about the first impressions. Like I was mesmerized by the bakeries and about how many different sorts of like Wienerbrill and Spendau and all these things they had. Like I would, I would go by and I would like take a picture because I was like so amazed by it. Yeah. And now it's just like normal, but yeah, it is. I still take photos of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think, because coming from the US, there's well, Los Angeles mainly, like bakeries don't really exist. Uh, really? Okay. So when I came here and saw bakeries, I'm like, what is this? Wow. That's a huge shock then. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a very big change. Who is your biggest inspiration and gave you the motivation to just take this journey, you know, as an entrepreneur in Denmark? So I think it was mostly my husband who, you know, supported me and also said that I could, you know, take this chance now and see where it leads me. Also on the yeah economical side that he can, you know, support the family and that, you know, yeah, it was all still kind of like safe for me to start out as an entrepreneur and on a more psychological level. <laughs> um, actually, my mom, who just always been super supportive yeah who always just said you know i can do whatever i want and i'm great at it and i'm sweet and i'm smart and you know just like really pushing that and like saying yeah i should just try that i should just do that and she's sure that i'll be fine and that it'll going great so yeah that's really good that you have that kind of support and i f- and i feel like that is needed because if you don't have that it's like it's only you trying to, you know, make it with the business and then also try to prove exactly. Yeah. Whoever doesn't support you that you can do it and it's very difficult. So I'm very thankful for that. What are some of the steps you took to do this business and also, you know, since you've been doing it for a, a couple a couple years now or two two years. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. What is a one thing you know now that you wish you knew when you first started? Okay, two things, because I've looked at the questions before and I was thinking about two things. And the first thing is that it's going to be a roller coaster and that's just how it is. So like there'll be days where you're thinking, oh my God, what am I doing? This is never going to work. This is shit. I'm shit. And yeah. And then, I don't know, a few hours later, maybe the next day you'll be like, hey, I fixed it. Like, this is going great. Like, everything is amazing. And then a few days are passing again. And then it's like, oh my God, accountants, isn't that what it's called? Yeah. 
like Reiske account is oh my god how do we do this like where's the receipt from the shop I just had earlier and it's just gonna go like this all the time and you're you're finding an obstacle and you're thinking oh my god I will never be able to fix this and then you're actually finding a way and you're thinking wow I'm invincible like I'm great so yeah this is just how it's gonna go like I've done this now for yeah two years and it's it's still it's still happening on a yeah nearly daily basis <laughs> so yeah I think that's just the life of an entrepreneur <laughs> the roller coaster of emotions yeah really I mean it's fun and I love it but it's also a bit tough because you're just alone and you don't really have a colleague you can just talk to like if something is hard or there's a problem and you can't fix it like it's just you like you're the CEO you're the accountant you're the salesman you're the social media manager you're like you just you have many different hats on and it can be a bit overwhelming at times but that's okay which also leads me to my next point which is that it's okay to get help and input from others and they can both be paid if you can afford it but it's also just like free advice or free help is also amazing the different comune are offering i think all the comune are offering help, free help for startups, like where you can meet with somebody with a like Rolekiwa and they can give you advice and, you know, tell you who you can talk to if you have some specific questions. And I've done that and there was, and I still do that. And that's such a help. And there are also, as you already mentioned before, there are different Facebook groups where you can talk to other entrepreneurs, like both all kinds of entrepreneurs, but also like, for example, just female entrepreneurs so yeah that's a huge help because you just don't know everything and you don't need to know everything and you also don't need to learn everything yourself like there are people who's like walked the path before you and they can help you and most of the time you know people want to help you so yeah still today like just as yeah I, I reached out to other people asking about my webshop because there's something that yeah I was having a hard time with and then there was just a person answering and helping me and that's just yeah fantastic just ask for help basically if exactly yeah definitely and you know as an entrepreneur or a startup sometimes you don't ask for help because you're expected to know everything and do everything exactly yeah but that's nice to know that you said that the commune has these support system can you what is it called uh, so if there's an audience that's like someone in the audience, you know, looking for something and didn't know, you know, because my audience is more international. So some of these internationals just move here and wouldn't even know that they have support from the commune to start a business. I think if you like Google the name of your commune and then together with like, so like for me, it would be Billund, Billund Kommune, and then Iwerkseder, like startup, Rolgioning. In some communities, they even have like, uh, growth houses or like startup houses where there are like it's like this bigger thing and they also facilitate different courses and workshops and most of the time also for free so that's yeah that that's not really an option in the commune where i live but i know in copenhagen for example or i'm sure also in Aarhus, like in the bigger community they have like even more options for startups like free options yeah and i think it's so amazing that you know the commune and the you know denmark denmark's so good about helping startups there's always startup like events to help businesses grow yeah and so it's to hear that it's not just in Copenhagen but in you know in the smaller communities that other internationals live in yeah 
and I also do want to say like because when you do have a like business and you want to get a a CVR number like a yeah number for your business and then you you know you gotta pay taxes and all that but I think I'm pretty sure that there are also many international guides as to how to get started and you know if you're in doubt if you don't know how to you know do something then just call them like I've talked several times with SCAT the Danish tax authorities and I've always just met some very friendly very helpful people who are actually trying to help you if you have a problem or a question so you know in the start I was like you know a bit like afraid of doing something wrong or like people maybe not you know wanting to help me but all I've ever really seen is people being very supportive and very helpful so that's yeah nice yeah that's really nice support to have yeah any tips for the audience that are thinking of starting a business in Denmark or they're kind of on the fence about it, you know, don't really know how to start or even just to even think about, you know, like your hobby, you're making it into a business. Like they have a hobby and they want to make it into a business. Any tips for them to just kind of get out of their comfort zone and just do it? Exactly. I think you should just do it. You know, go for it. Maybe start small. So, like, one of the very first things I've done when I, you know, after I started face painting, I was thinking, hmm, maybe potentially this could lead into something more. I made a Facebook page and also an Instagram account where I just posted, you know, pictures and different content, also just for people to find me and to maybe have a little community together. So, yeah, I think that's a good idea to start with your social media channels because that just takes time to grow. And then you can also test out your idea, see, you know, are people interested in it? What are people actually asking about? You know, do they have some questions which could then lead you closer to what you actually want to offer or what you want to sell? Well, that's a really good tip. And thank you. I know it's late in the evening and also you have kids and you <laughs> want to have some me time. And I couldn't totally understand <laughs> that. But I'll just, I want to ask one last question. And this is actually for my blog that I do for fun is for internationals to go on on my website to just find kid-friendly places you know becoming a parent i realized that kid-friendly places are so go-to and very important in parents life and oh so yeah i'd like to share you know what are some tips that you know a, a mom or a dad can go their favorite place to take their kids uh anywhere in billen or anyone in denmark that you would recommend for you know, a new incomer parent coming in and they can take their kids to, you know, either burn energy or if they have a newborn baby that they can just be comfortable in. Do you have any two places that is your go-to or would recommend for any international parent? Yeah. So like, to be fair, we don't really go that many places because if we go somewhere, we would just like go locally, you know, to playground or something. But if I should recommend something, I would obviously say Legoland. We have a season card there and we go there often. And it's just a great place, both for my little son, who's two years old, but also my bigger one, who's five. He just loves being there. And if you're off season, it's actually also not that busy, which is in Billund. But if you're in the high season and there are many people coming, it can really be very busy. And then you also have to wait in queues for a long amount of time, which is not so fun. And then we like to go to a place called Inhale. That's like an animal park. It's like small and cozy and it's outside and there's also like a trampoline and you can buy food there and there are horses and it's, yeah, a really nice small place and it's also not expensive, the entrance. So yeah, I can recommend that. Where is that at? So like 
south of where I live, like between Vorbisse and the motorway. It's like pretty close to the motorway, like in, you know what, I'm just going to find it. <laughs> I actually don't know where it is. I'm so bad at geographic. The funny thing is, these are places that like I love sharing because these are like hidden gems that I would never know of. Or if I'm looking for someone to go, oh, it's like I, I heard Victoria talk about this, you know, cozy place. Let's go there, you know, take a road trip or something. And this is why I actually curated this website is because these places that you would never really know until, you know, someone recommends it to you. And I'm just trying to house everything in one website where any parent can go in there and say animal park and there's some here and they go to it or something like that. And that's the reason why I created that blog slash, I call it a parent directory page. <laughs> yeah, it's a great idea. I just looked it up and it's in a town called Brørup, which is basically exactly in the middle between Esbjerg and Kolling. And it's also, as I said, really close to the motorway. And yeah, it's an animal and nature park. Yeah. It's really sweet. Yeah. And those are the really best nice. because they always have the goat petting zoo. And my son just uh, yeah. chases the goat. And when, I'm, I'm afraid one day one goat's just going to kick him because he just chases oh, them. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh they do also have like uh, bunnies and like guinea pigs and you can actually hop into them, like into their little yeah area where they're living in and you can like pet them and carry them and you can give them food and it's yeah really nice. Well, thank you for sharing that and I'll definitely put it on the website and tag you yeah. on that. We're going to wrap this conversation up. Again, thank you so much for being a part of this podcast. Any last thing you want to tell the audience about yourself or about face painting or... A tip or anything? I do want to share one face painting tip. <laughs> yeah. Because I often have parents come to me and complain about that the face painting isn't very great or that they're not happy with how it looks. And actually two tips. First thing is just practice, practice, practice. Practice makes perfect. That's also true. And then the second thing is invest in some quality face paint. I feel like so many people, when they want to get a face paint, they just go to the first shop they see and they just buy the first face paint they see at a good price. And they'll be thinking, yeah, this is going to do a good job. But the thing is that with face paint, it's really quality and price. Or is that how you say it? Goes together. Isn't that how you say it? Like, yeah. So like the quality and price. Exactly. So like if you do buy a more expensive face painting kit and, you know, invest in some quality, you will just get so much better results like I can promise that so yeah yeah I'm definitely that person that just buys whatever and it's like 50 kroner and oh, you're no. like dragging it on your kid's face and it's not coming on so you have to like do it so many times yeah exactly yeah I, I hear that so so often and like or also yeah then it's a covering or then it's hard to wash off or and it's just a shame because yeah or they break out in a rash yeah exactly there's just so much stuff that can happen yeah well thank you so much yeah. but thank you for having me again it was such a pleasure yeah thank you and i'll have i'll have everything i have victoria's information on the website and the links and her instagram and also if you want to book her for any parties you can get all my website it'll all link to her so you can get in contact with her thank you so much again and hopefully you'll be in my future podcast more often Oh, I would love that. Thank you so much. And have a good evening. Yes, you too. Bye. Bye. How did you guys like that interview? Wasn't it so interesting and in how she 
turned her passion for face painting into a business. And now she's just really doing the steps to make it a real business here in Denmark, you know, doing the calls, reaching out to people, even though her Danish is really, really good. You know, she's almost fluent on it. But still, like she mentioned on the interview, that first call was super nerve wracking. And then after she started doing more and more calls to feature clients, it got easier. So if you're thinking about starting a business in Denmark and with her tips and also, you know, listening to some of my podcast that just try it out. It doesn't hurt to try a new business. Yes, you are living in a new country. You know, maybe a language is a barrier, you know, starting a business or maybe you don't have the support system. But just like just what Rebecca's doing, start small, do events or do it here and there and see if you got any traction. And then, you know, maybe do it a little bit more full time just to see where it is. Of course, I don't recommend just quitting your job and you know, or putting whatever you're doing to do something that you're passionate about, but just try it out and see where it goes. And also, I hope that these stories and these this podcast can really help you, you know, get the courage to start a business or just, you know, get out of your comfort zone, even though you're living in a new country. And, you know, for me, I'm still trying to learn and I'm still trying to get out of my comfort zone with, you know, this podcasting and also with my kiddly parenting directory you know I had big dreams for that but realized you know I need to start small I wanted to take over the world but right now I'm starting in Denmark asking my guests where their favorite places are to visit in Denmark and you know I'm just going to see where it goes because yes I love my full-time job right now but I also do love podcasting I love being with my family so I'm all doing this for fun so if you're out there you know contemplating or thinking of starting a business just try it out start small and see where it goes and yeah that's like what my tip is you know especially living abroad it's not easy living abroad you know have to find friends find your network and then to start a business on top of that and then also if you have family a family with small kids on top of that of being a parent it's just a lot to take in so Start small, find what your passion is, and take it from there. And also, we all mentioned on the interview that there's a support system. You know, there's Facebook groups, there's communes that offer help depending on where you're at. So there's a lot out there that can really help you find your concept and really find the courage to start your business. So I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. It's a bit late now here while I'm recording this, but I'm going to still keep you know, podcasting here and there. But I hope you guys enjoyed this one. I My next one's going to be coming out soon too. So please enjoy this one. Reach out to Victoria if you want your face painted or if you want to follow her on her Instagram. And just, or if you have a party going on or event and need someone to do something fun for the event, definitely reach out to Victoria and she will, you know, you can do a booking through her. Anyways, thank you so much. Follow me on Instagram, on my TikTok. Also, check out my website, my parent directory website, kiddly.com, if you're looking for any ideas to do things with your kids. So talk to you guys soon. Bye.